You're listening to a City on a Hill podcast. We'd love you to use and share this podcast, but please refrain from editing the content without permission from City on a Hill. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au. Then bring near to you Aaron your brother and his sons with him from among the people of Israel to serve me as priests. Aaron and Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. And you shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother for glory and for beauty. You shall speak to all the skillful whom I have filled with the spirit of skill that they make Aaron's garments to consecrate him for my priesthood. Now this is what you shall do to them, to consecrate them that they may serve me as priests. Take one bull of the herd and two rams without blemish, and unleavened bread, unleavened cakes mixed with oil, and unleavened wafers smeared with oil. You shall make them of fine wheat flour, You shall put them in one basket, and bring them in the basket, and bring the bull and the two rams. You shall bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting, and wash them with water. Then you shall take the garments, and put on Aaron the coat and the robe of the ephod, and the ephod and the breastpiece, and gird him with the skillfully woven band of the ephod. And you shall set the turban on his head, and put the holy crown on the turban. You shall take the anointing oil, and pour it on his head, and anoint him. Then you shall bring his sons, and put coats on them. And you shall gird Aaron and his sons, with sashes and bind caps on them. And the priesthood shall be theirs by a statute forever. Thus you shall ordain Aaron and his sons. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, as you've heard, my name's Matt, and it's a real pleasure to be here with you today. Oh, Matt. Hey, mate, good to see you. <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago, I noticed that I was scheduled here to preach at Surf Coast, and so I sort of opened up a passage, Exodus chapter 28, all about the special clothes that priests are to wear. And then chapter 29, um, what uh, priests, uh, we just had a Bible reading from that, the things that they're meant to do. And I sort of wrote a sermon on that. And then I heard this week we have an intergenerational service. So I must admit, I was even more excited to be able to talk to you guys about priests. It's probably not something that we think about all that much. On the average week, I don't think about priests at all. But I love how Tash has organised our service and how in the price of right, we were asked, what is the cost of sin? It's a really great and helpful question for us to think about. You see, the last time we had an intergenerational service, Joash was speaking to us and he was speaking about the Ten Commandments. 
So I'm just going to put my microphone down just because I've got a couple of props here today. Now, when we think about the Ten Commandments, I sort of got them all written up here so that we can see them all. They all look pretty colourful, pretty fun, but maybe like me, you've discovered they're not as easy as you might think to keep. Obey your parents. I don't always do that. Do not hurt others with your words or actions. That's how Jesus explained the sixth commandment when we're in our, our Sermon on the Mount series. I hurt people by the things that I do. Always tell the truth. Sometimes I, I do that, sometimes I don't. And as we look at the Ten Commandments, it's pretty hard to keep all ten of them. And that's no surprise. I remember right at the start of the Bible, God gave Adam and Eve one rule. Just one rule. One thing to do. They didn't do that, did they? And as I look at these and I start to think, yeah, I'm not so great at keeping them, I think, well, at least I'm good with some of them. I mean, this one I'm good with, right? But in the New Testament, in James chapter 1, we're told it's not keeping most of them. James says if you stumble and trip over one, you've still fallen down. And that makes sense to us, I think. Look, I've never stolen anything, but I have killed someone. That's still bad, right? <laughs> I'm not jealous of other people or the things that they have that I want, but I do worship other gods. We've broken God's law. We've made God sad and angry. And God says, therefore, if you break his rules, you deserve to be punished. And that makes sense to us. When I break the rules at school or at work or even at home, someone might get punished. And God says, if you do something wrong, the cost of sin is death. That's about as big as it gets, right? And that's why we're able to sing God is good and God is true because he gave us priests. And if you're listening to Andre's Bible reading, it said... There's three things that priests do, and we're going to be thinking about those this morning. Three things that priests do. I want you to remember that. I don't have the greatest memory, and so you might need to remind me that we've got three jobs that priests do. And the first one is they pay the cost for sin. They have the price that is right to cover sin. In the Bible reading... We were told there's a couple of things that priests have to do every single day and twice, morning and evening. And the first one is sacrifice a little lamb. As I look at this little lamb, I think, well, that doesn't sound great. Why do we say God is good and true when, when priests do that? Well, because the cost of sin, if we've broken even one of these laws, is death. The priests say that someone or something can die in your place. 
If we've done the wrong thing, God kindly and graciously says a lamb can die instead of us. And that's a bit sad for the lamb, but I'm pretty happy that it's the lamb and not me. The New Testament says that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We know, of course, that only Jesus has the right price to pay for sin. Only Jesus' death on a cross, the Holy Son of God, could cover all my sin and, in fact, the sin of the whole world. That means that Jesus is like a priest. He sacrificed himself to pay the price of our sin. And so priests offer sacrifices like lambs. I'll put him up here. <laughs> if he stays. Well, he's very disobedient. He probably deserves to die. <laughs> the other sacrifice that priests were told to do each day is actually burn some food and some drink. Why is that? Well, the Bible says that once sin has been paid for, we're at peace with God. Because of lockdown, I haven't had anyone over my house for a while, but I love to invite people over and maybe share a meal with them. And that's what you do with your friends, right? I don't invite random people over or, or people I don't like. We share meals with those that we're friends with. And the priests, after doing the lamb sacrifice, they would have a meal to remind them that sin is really gone. We're really friends with God again. The price of sin has been paid. The punishment has been given and we're at peace again. And so priests were really, really helpful people because the first job they did is sacrificed for sin and then offered a sacrifice to remind everyone sin has been paid for. We're okay with God. And again in the New Testament, we're asked to do the same. It has been a while since we've been able to meet together. And so this morning we're going to share a meal, just a little meal, that our Lord Jesus said when we share this, he wants us to remember how he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. If you're at home, I want to invite you to maybe grab a, a piece of bread or some juice. Here what we're going to do is I'm going to invite down uh, one at a time the first few pews. We're just going to come down here and we're going to have our bread and wine here. But if you're up the back, we're going to go uh, through the door there and receive it there as well. Just because of COVID, we need to be careful about how we do it. But as we do it, I want to encourage you and remind you, as we break the bread, Jesus did that so that our sin is really paid for. We want to say sorry for our sin and confess it. In 1 John chapter 1, we're told that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and he will forgive us. 
As we take the blood, we want to thank God that we've been washed clean. The price of sin has been paid. We are at peace with God and we're sharing this meal with him and with those around us, reminding us that we are at peace with one another. So as we share together this meal, let's be thankful to God that he has provided a way for our sin to be dealt with. I'm going to invite down the front pew first. Okay, from what I can see here at church, everyone's right to go. As we eat this, we remember this is the body of Christ which was broken for us and we feed on him in our hearts by faith with thanksgiving. As we drink this together, we remember that Christ's blood was shed for us and we're called to be thankful. Amen. Now, I mentioned that we're talking about priests today and they have they have a few jobs. How many jobs do they have? Three. Thank you. Well done. We've only talked about the first one so far. They sacrificed for sin. Here's the second thing they did, just as I grab another little prop over here. Exodus 28 is all about the clothes that priests wear. And here's our priest here. He's wearing some old-fashioned clothes. But there was one particular priest. He was called the high priest. He was like the big boss priest. And he had even more special clothes on. In chapter 28, we hear that he had this special breastplate, a special thing covered in jewels that he wore on his chest. And there were 12 jewels or sparkly gems there, and on them was written the names of the tribe of God's people. God's people were divided up into 12 parts or tribes, and each of these little sparkly gems, it had the name of one of the tribes on them. You see, God wanted to spend time with his people. But he couldn't have all of them in his special tent. They didn't all fit in the tabernacle. They didn't make it that big. And so the high priest, he would take God's people into God's presence. He would wash himself carefully to show that he was now clean of sin and he would go into the most holy place to meet with God and represent God's people in there to God. It's a bit like sometimes at school we get to represent our class. I've had to do that before. Uh, I'm pretty good at arguing and so I could represent my school at debating or at basketball. Maybe you can represent your company at work. He represented all of God's people before God. And again, the New Testament tells us in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, that Jesus 
is our high priest. Because Jesus sacrificed himself to pay for our sins, he can now turn up to the holiest place of all, God's throne room in heaven. And he can represent us to God. In fact, Hebrews 7 says Jesus conquered death so he can do that forever. He is always before God and he is praying for you. He is interceding for you. He is representing you to his Father. That's a pretty great news, isn't it? Jesus is not just the Lamb. He is also our high priest who brings us to our heavenly Father while we are here on earth. And so we're going to be like Jesus this morning. As we remember that priests sacrifice for sins, we've celebrated that as we join together in the Lord's Supper. Now we're going to be like Jesus and we're going to be like priests and intercede for our world. Just like all God's people couldn't come before God in the tent, so I'm sure we know people in our world who don't know God, who don't turn up to his throne room, but we can do that for them. And so I'm going to invite you, if you're at home, to spend some time praying with your family. If you are here this morning, I want to invite you to, in your pews, pray together, to turn around and pray with other people. We want to do the second job of a priest and intercede for our world, represent our world to God. I'm sure, like me, you can think of lots of things to pray for. The headlines this morning, I see that Queensland's about to go into lockdown. New South Wales is struggling. People across our world is struggling, but we want to represent them in those important matters, but also in the most important matters. They need to be washed clean so they can approach God themselves. Let's spend some time praying for our world that they might know Jesus more. Now, we're talking about priests today. I said they have how many jobs? And we've talked about one, they sacrifice for sin. We've talked about two, they bring people into God's presence. And the third one, that means we've reached our final one, they also bring God back to the people. You see, the high priest, he didn't just set up camp in God's special tent, the tabernacle. When he met with God, he actually came out and he taught people God's word. He shared with people what he knew about God. And, of course, as we think about our Lord Jesus, he did that as well. He knew God, but he also wanted to make God known. He shared God's word with people. And people said that he taught with one who has authority. And again in the New Testament, we are told that we need to be priests. 1 Peter chapter 2 says, You are a royal priesthood. 
so that you might declare God's praises amongst the nations. Again, in Hebrews chapter 13, we're told that we need to offer our own sacrifice, a sacrifice of praise. And it says that we need to go out to do that into the world. It says outside the camp. We need to represent God to others. As we believe here on City on a Hill, we wanted to not just know Jesus, but make Jesus known. We want to be priests so that people can see our works and hear our words and they can come to praise God as well. As we speak of God's goodness and his truth, as we remind ourselves that he is a kind and gracious God, we are declaring his praises to those we meet. And so as we finish off, we're going to do this as well. We want to offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. We want to declare his praises. And we're going to do that in two ways. The first one is, as Tash has already mentioned, we've got this great verse here from Hebrews chapter 13, and so we're going to work on learning it so that we too might continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. The second thing we're going to do after learning the verse, we're going to do it. (laughs) We've already praised God and we want to finish our service by doing the same. Having approached God, we want to go out and tell others about him. That's why we often finish our services by saying, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Go. Don't keep it to yourself. And so I'm going to invite Tash back up and she's going to take us through this memory verse before we do offer up a sacrifice of praise to our great and kind God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.